Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yeah. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Capital City. This is the Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness on Real Talk 93.3. Now, stop what you're doing and listen closely. It's time for the Jeff Cameron Show in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. This would be the Jeff Cameron Show right here on 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. It's my great pleasure to be with you as always. Hope you had a great weekend. Good Monday, everybody. There's a bigger reason to celebrate this Monday besides our time together on the Jeff Cameron Show. And I'll get to it in just a moment. I'm Jeff. That's Tom. Director Matthew in the house on Twitter. It's at Show. If you're watching on WarChant TV, you know what to do. Like, subscribe, get after it. Send it around. Make sure everybody's aware. That's what we're going to do here. Yeah, no, I said that there's a better reason to celebrate today than just being Monday, and it's a beautiful day. If you're in Tallahassee, man, you're lucky. What a glorious day, huh? What a glorious day in May. What? That's why we're taking the rest of the day off and going to Capital City. I wish. I wish, buddy. It is a perfect day in Tallahassee, so um, hopefully it is wherever you guys are watching. Always appreciate it. Thanks a lot for listening. Thanks a lot for supporting what we do. Uh, No, the reason to celebrate today isn't just that, hey, look, Jeff Cameron show's on. No, no, it's that uh, Sunday came and went, Tom, and there was no more portal news to be had. There was a small whisper, and then it just went away. Dissipated. Does everybody want to know what the whisper was? Sure. But you can't know it. Forget it. Oh, I wanted to know. You know what it was. I was desperate to hear it. I don't know what it was. Hey, here's the good news. Uh, We're all set, man. We're all set. It's it's fun to kind of exhale. If you take inventory of what just took place in the portal, I think you did okay. I think you did okay. You know, there's some guys you'd rather have than not have. 
It's always the case. Well, maybe not always. But it's it's um I think you got you got you got off here. You got off all right here. You got off not scot free, but pretty close. You, you did you did all right here. Um, you know, whenever I see this is a new aspect, a new facet of our job uh, to to sit around and have to kind of monitor that thing because we do videos constantly for it. You and I did the Travis J video. My heartbreak of having to do the Travis J video over the weekend. Oh, my goodness. That was fun. Broke out the candles for it. You broke out the candles and then also the list of names of people that went into the portal. You put two players next to each other in that list that yeah. just yeah. cracked a smile. Even the people in the comments of the video love that one. Yeah. Yeah, those two players. But, you know, we named, we named what was it, seven? It's the seven that have been. Is that right? And, uh, you know, I was like, all right, so if you say those seven out loud, it's not terrible. You're, you're all right. You know, nobody's like, ah, no, not those seven. <laughs> um, so now, now, we, now we go to see what happens. And, and you know, I, I think your, your team is set. That's what you're most excited about, except for you're going to go out and get, I think, uh, Florida State will, a couple grad transfers in all likelihood. Uh, I think that's what's next for Florida State is you're bringing people in and you'll get a couple grad transfers. And I, um, I'm i going to guess that one of those without question is going to be a safety because it has to be now. It does. I know Ira wrote about it for us on Warchant.com. You can go over there and check out his story, how Florida State is um, – Gonna you know try to work around where they are uh, with the safety situation, and um, you know it's a lack of depth. That's a fair way of assessing it. They do lack depth at the position. Uh, you you lose Travis J, but remember prior to Travis J, you lost Duke Cooper, and I don't know if it was going to work out for Duke Cooper. There were no signs that it was going to work out for him at safety in the spring. I don't think he really took to the move. Didn't like it clearly. And on down the road he goes. Travis J. again, they tried. They gave him a healthy sample size to get out there and get after it, but didn't really work uh, for him. Um, and, and you know, he didn't take that next step that they were hoping for. I think that they will always lament that a guy who coming in had those uh, measurables and it didn't work out. And I don't know if it ever will for him. I, I, I am rooting for him. I hate to see a guy blessed with that kind of talent not have it work out for whatever reason, and, unless they're bad guys. And you know, I just you root for people to do well. Um, I think he was victimized by uh, some some moments where he failed to make a play when he had an opportunity to, and it it began to pile up, and then he lost all confidence. And lost confidence for an athlete is the death of that athlete. They have no chance. I don't care how gifted you are. You could be an elite golfer, an elite tennis player, elite baseball, football, basketball, you name it. If you stop believing in your own abilities to get the job done or to make a play, you just won't. And I think that happened with him. Yeah, it's it's a fragile thing. It's more it fragile is. than you think it is. Well, yeah. But when, when you push past it, it's, oh, well, of course that happened. Fourth and 14 does not happen without Ja'Kai Douglas bobbling a football down the sideline and coming away with the catch. If he doesn't in that moment, we lose to Miami, and that fundamentally changes the way we discuss a lot of things. Yeah. Just like in the Jacksonville State game. Who was it that was wide open? Was it Keyshawn? I forget who was wide open early in that football game. Oh, yeah, game. missed him, yeah. You make that catch, yeah, you score the yeah, touchdown. Yeah. This is not a concern, dude. It, it never was. It's a thing that never happened, but the line can be that fine. And I agree with you, confidence-wise, you just need that moment to break through, to push through. 
for Jordan Travis against LSU, it might have been the first third down conversion. Who knows? Whatever it was. But from that moment forward, the rest of that night, he took looked off. great. Yeah. And he took off all season long. So with Travis, it was there. The ability certainly was there. And if somebody can unlock it at some point, good for him. Because he, he's got it. in The, the potential is has always been there. So, I again, I would assess this time where we all hold our breath regarding the portal as a success. I, I dubbed the spring of hurt feelings one that would see departures. We would see guys enter that portal. We knew that there was competition, heated competition throughout the roster, and you thought all that is going to lead to affirmation for somebody and disillusionment for somebody else. And I thought, frankly, we would lose more. Florida State would lose more players than what they did. I thought they were candidates to lose maybe a big name or two. That didn't really happen. Um, I thought that they were candidates to maybe lose uh, or force certain guys out the door that they didn't. So I, I would have looked for like 10 to 10 to 13 guys is what I was guessing when we started spring. Um, over Certainly over the seven that you see here. Now, again, you can categorize these guys differently. You can look at these guys and say, hey, well, you know, some of them were probably in the exit interviews told this is their best course of action. Others, you might have been caught by surprise. You might have thought, oh, well, I didn't know that was coming. I didn't think that guy was going to leave. Um, thought he would be back next year, and there was a position for him. There was a a role to play for him. Uh, but, again, one of my favorite phrases, unfortunately, but i gotten better at it. It's not the crutch that it used to be, by and large. Florida State did very well for themselves. You don't say that very often. I used days. to all the time. Oh, I really? caught myself when I go back and listen to the show. Yeah, you know, you take turns on the wheel yeah. of crutch. Absolutely, it, it's we infuriating. Do, yeah, it is. Infuriating. In terms of, used to be a biggie for me, and yeah. that's uh, my John Tortorella crutch because that's we, all he says. Well, we all do it. You, know, you all find it, and then you like you go back and you're like, damn it, man, mm -hmm. hold it yourself. No more, not for another month. Everybody in the industry said, from a standpoint, from a blank standpoint, yeah. for about two years there. Before everybody found workarounds. Well, the worst of all time in my lifetime, there's been two, and this is just a verbal crutch for kids or anybody. Anybody. You hear it all the time. Like is number one on the all-time list. Like, 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 etc. It drives me bonkers. I never really suffered from that. Um, probably because it bothered me. Yeah. Uh, and, and I had to say to my kids numerous times, it's not like anything. It either did or did not happen. I don't say it very often myself. My oldest sister did. In the mm. early 90s, that was a big mm. thing. She was the one that went here to Florida State. Mm -hmm. I guess it was uh, contagious at Osceola Hall. It was contagious everywhere. But also, uh, I would tell you that the other one was, you know what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. The current one, and this is in my uh, my wife's company. Sometimes I hear those uh, video calls because they're remote, most everybody. They all do the uh, right at the end, at the end of a sentence. Oh, right at the end of it, yeah. Yeah. So this is what's important, right? No, 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 no. You have to scratch that part at the end. <laughs> well, you do your you can you can grab the AP book and just be like shoo, 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 slash slash slash. Like you thought they were going to with the roster a little bit more. I thought they bathe would. it in garnet ink. Yeah, I yeah. thought they would. Daniel asked this question. Jeff, curious, since Duke Cooper is no longer here, did you see the initial injury that he suffered in last fall camp that caused his worsened play? I've heard Corey mention it vaguely as an oddity. I don't know if Corey and I would be referencing the exact same thing. There, he is gone, and we can talk about it now. He did, he did, and and I believe Tom, you were there too. 
come up. I don't remember this. Now, yeah. I, I remember it being remarked on consistently yeah. that he's dealing with some things, quote yes. unquote. Yeah, he came up lame. There was a situation with his foot and his ankle. And that was the coaches saying he's dealing with some things. Yeah, there was. There yeah. might have been a day where he walked off, but it, it doesn't. it's not etched in my brain as, oh, man, there's the moment, you know? I don't, I don't look right as to play on that. I don't look back in the, at that situation in, at last fall and say this was the moment that Duke Cooper's career changed forever. Well, and here's the hard part. You can't know. You can't know because what happens with guys, we're not allowed to talk about it all the time. And I, Daniel, thanks for the question. Uh, we're not allowed to talk about it all the time. Guys, football is a brutal sport, just like hockey's a brutal sport, whatever, any physical sport like that where you're beating on each other, for lack of a better term. Guys come up, you know, with a limp. Or a stinger, you know, that sometimes they'll have to sit out a rep, gather themselves, get the wind knocked out of them. You kind of don't know what it is. Usually they're gathering themselves. The trainer will go over. Now, I was there when uh, Trader went down, and, and we knew he was in real trouble. I mean, he, was, he wasn't he was able to move. They had to bring the cart out at the time, and you knew that was going to be knee surgery. I was not there that day. I was there yeah. that day. That sucked. He was pulling, and... When he went down, I realized, well, he's done for the year. I mean, you some injuries you look at, you're like, oh, oh that's that. Not good. I'll tell you what, since it's in the rear view and it worked out fine, we were in the indoor practice facility when Johnny Wilson went down not oh. long after he arrived, yep. after he had been very impressive, and we went, oh, really? Can we just not have nice things? I believe. Was, Are we not allowed to have nice things? I believe it was Corey who said, can, can anybody fall without hurting themselves? Yeah. Because every time somebody went to the ground, be it a defensive back or a wide receiver, they were always hurt. Always. It was... I was so angry because it looked bad when he went down. I went, it oh, did. he's, he's yeah. done. He's done. But by the end of that practice, he was back, yeah. and he had a, a brace on, and he was all right. And I thought, oh, man. He was pissed. Excuse me. He was pissed in the moment, too. I almost uh, coughed as yeah. I said that emotion rushing to the surface. <laughs> but when guys are angry after the injury, that is usually an awful sign because they know that something is oh, deeply yeah, wrong. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was that way. I thought, son of a. Well, you know, if you think back on it, Jordan Travis was that mad against Louisville, and he was pounding on the turf. Yeah, right, exactly. And you thought your season was over in the moment. Um, sometimes it is just a scare. You've talked about one with your hamstring or your or, or your. No, I got rolled up on it. Oh, it was yeah. uh, I am football. Yeah, and you thought, oh man. I actually, it wasn't. Uh, you oh, just paused, right? It wasn't a yelp, but I was like, ah, like out of fear because yeah. I'm just waiting. You know that there's a pause snap. between. The issue and the pain. Yeah. So you just wait for the pain, and you're just kind of bracing, like, here it comes. It's going to be a bad one. You got lucky, let's, yeah. let's be steely. The pain never came. I got up, and I apologized to the other team. And the ref said, that's okay. That looked pretty gross. I'm glad you're walking. Said, okay. So it wasn't just me. Your body knows it's in an awkward position. It sends an emergency signal, and everybody's like, hey, yeah. don't, don't twist it's, more. It's, it's a panic. Yeah. It's a panic yeah. instinct because you're pinned. What's the worst is when you watch kids who've never really played, and then, you know, it's their first – interaction in a violent sport what becomes the norm the hits right the getting your bell rung whatever it might be i'm not talking about concussions i'm just talking about getting your block knocked off not every hit leads uh to a concussion but you might be like whoa uh but you kind of the first time that happens to you you're like jesus yeah in hockey it was the shins the shins and the wrists they take a beating i mean my god even with the pads on they that will you'll see stars the first time you take a good to the shin. Yeah, yeah. And then after a while, like, okay, okay, it's just the price of doing business. I bring this up all the time, and I was trying to explain it to my son who's playing football at Leon now, and I said to him, I go, look, you know, if a boxer gets hit in the face, 
he takes a step back and then gauges when he can deliver his next punch to you. You hit a stranger in the face walking down the street. They go down if you got any kind of a punch to you. They're not used to getting hit. You got you to gotta get to a point where you get used to being hit. And then pretty soon it's amazing the kinds of hits you can take. I mean, you know, and that's what camp is oftentimes about, by the way. When you get into pads, those first few hits, you're like, damn, I forgot how much this hurts. By the end of camp, you get blown up, you're laughing. That's low-key one of the best parts about Grand Theft Auto is playing that game. Some the people surprise you. Every like, once in a while yeah. you'll hit somebody <laughs> and they'll and they'll They're stand like, oh, to what's you. Up? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And, and sometimes you'll see some dude who's jacked out of his mind yeah. and he just goes down. He's My like, favorite ah! is you get a running start, you hit him and they do the <laughs> straight down. He, he is knocked the hell out. Um I would go back to Duke Cooper and the question that was asked. I really rooted for that kid to figure it out because he, there was real promise there his freshman year. At the end of his freshman year, you thought you had something. And it really just goes to show you, you, you never really know. Um, people develop at different paces, and it's it's strange. You might see a flash of something that you think is going to lead to consistent play. Other times, you don't see a thing, and you don't have any evidence to that end. And then a guy proves you wrong, the lights turn on, and he makes a play. You just you just don't know. And so for Duke, it worked in reverse. He made some plays, and you thought, here we go. And then from there, I don't know if it was injury or what it was, but I also think that had to do with some confidence issues as well. well I think that's the cautionary tale when it comes to Fentrell Cypress this year is last year in, in both camps, we assumed that Omarion Cooper was going to be one half of the field locked down. He could just set it and forget it. Yeah, we and did. Let, let's worry about what we can do with the rest of the pieces. And it didn't turn out to be that way. So much so that by the Louisville game, we're rooting for him to be off the field during the watch-along. Why is he on the field when yeah. he does come out there? I think he was because of injury in a couple of plays. But I, that's where it, you just are uneasy until you see it in a game, one way or the other. That tale has happened too many times when it comes to that segment group. So hopefully for Duke, it clicks for him in Colorado. They keep getting our cast-offs. This is another, these are three good gets. Gant, McClendon, and Duke Cooper. From Colorado's perspective, awesome. Awesome. Raises the floor, and it could be a huge home run in each case. Well, and it's all relative. I mean, it is a great get for Colorado. If I were Dion, I would try to get as many cast-offs from Power 5 teams as possible. If you looked at that roster, uh, it was a nightmare. They they didn't really have the requisite talent to compete, so I don't begrudge Dion any of that. I mean, there are other things that I have a real problem with with Dion, but it's not that. He should try to get any of these Power 5 teams cast-offs, unless there's like a, you know, a behavioral issue or criminal issue or something like that. If you can get guys that can that just maybe weren't good enough to play where they were at, but they were at a place like Florida State or they were at a place like South Carolina or they're at a place like North Carolina or where, yeah, man, Colorado didn't have good players. Well, but there are some players on this roster that e even now, even still, if they got them over in Colorado, you'd say, good luck, man. Good luck with that. In, sure. in each of these three cases, these are these are good football players that are going to make you better. They're going to make Colorado better. Yeah. Colorado, yes. Yeah. Given Colorado's situation, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see if Duke makes them a lot better. But, yes. He, he, <laughs> he, but given what they had. And the highlight reels that you saw in spring practice Woo! of receivers making plays, I think that this is an improvement. Yes. Yeah. So, we'll go from there. Uh, there's a lot to catch up on that happened over the weekend. I shall do it next. Let's go take a cursory glance, glance across the board. It's Jeff Cambridge Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. 
passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome back to the Jeff Cameron Show, sponsored by Legendary Home Loans, a mortgage experience designed around speed, simplicity, and customer service. Before you buy your next home, contact our friend Shannon Young with Legendary Home Loans. Visit FSUHomeLoans.com. FSUHomeLoans.com. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk, Radio War Chant TV. And while Florida State football slows for the moment, there's no shortage of action in the sports world. If you care at all about the NHL playoffs, then you've got a wide open set of circumstances. And once again, a reminder that hockey's crazy. Boston suffering from the President's Cup curse and uh, sees an all-time, quite literally, great season, the greatest, points-wise, go the way of the Dodo, as in it is no longer relevant, doesn't matter. I don't know what's worse, getting swept if you uh, set a league record or blowing a 3-1 lead after you said a league losing in seven in overtime at home is a toughie. Blowing a three-one lead and having a one-goal lead with sixty seconds to go, and the best part is the TNT bug. Did you see it screwed up beforehand? Yeah, yeah. it said goal ten to fifteen seconds it, before they had to pull it off the screen. Yeah, I turned to my wife. I said, "Could you imagine if Toronto? I'm sorry, if a TNT calls this and they actually and, and then, then Brendan Burke goes score? Uh, yeah, oh, 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 oh. yeah, this yeah. is amazing." Yeah, it was a lot of fun to watch. I was wrapped in the NBA playoffs and Steph's performance yesterday. I will say this, and you know, you can say whatever, roll your eyes at me if you want. Uh, I watching Steph yesterday was so thoroughly enjoyable. But I was rooting for Sacramento. I really like that team, and I like that story. But one of the reasons I like that team, besides the Aaron Fox, uh, Luke Laux is with them, and I've been in contact with Luke quite a bit, and we've been talking uh, through these playoffs. And I, I, I'm gonna try to have Luke on now uh, that their season is over. <laughs> but you know, it was it was fun to to kind of watch while it happened, and then to see it go in that manner. You know, I'm a big fan of watching transcendent players do their thing and bearing witness to all time greatness. Steph dropping 50 on the road in a game seven fills the role of transcendent player doing an all-time great thing in a moment that it had to happen because that game started and Clay didn't have it and you watched Steph go nuts and I went, oh, poor Sacramento. 
Oh, poor Sacramento. It's not good. When you start to see, that's a bad feeling. When great players are in their zone, you know, we watched this happen when Michael Jordan used to do this to people famously. And you see it register, like there's a moment where things begin to slow for them or their shot is falling and they feel it and they give that look to their teammates. If you're on the other end of that, it's it's a helpless feeling. I think about Washington's run through the NHL playoffs on their way to a Stanley Cup championship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's possessed Ovechkin, yeah. Watching Ovechkin be the best player on the ice every night and and dominate the game in every facet, both ends. You're like, well, this, this guy's just decided, screw it. I'm going to get a Stanley Cup. I'm getting one. And there was nothing anybody could do about it. It was nuts. He might as well have been screaming as he was skating through every shift because he was playing that mad. It was unreal. It was something to behold. It reminded me of, I don't know, Madison Bumgarner with the Giants. I will win this World Series by myself. I'll hit home runs. I'll pitch back-to-back-to-back games. I don't care. None of you are going to hit me. I'm a big, strong man in the prime of my career. I'm going to get this World Series. And he did. And you're just like, well, okay. And Jordan, of course, did it a ton of times. But it was funny to watch last night. I mean, yesterday afternoon, I should say. I was like watching Steph go. Because both Bryce and I were rooting for Sacramento. Seen enough of Golden State. We wanted Luke to have success. Now, Luke won two championships as a an assistant there uh, in the organization with Golden State. So he's got rings. I'm not worried about it. But, you know, he's kind of been elevated now in a different position with Sacramento. And that town has been starved for anything that resembles decent play. And they got it this year. Um, it also was a reminder that if Sabonis is facing a real center, he has no chance. He got bitched every time down the floor. It was really uncomfortable. I'll take your word for that one. Okay, well, it was. It was very uncomfortable. Just Looney was grown man, 20 rebounds. It, absurd nonsense. It was just something to watch. Uh, if you want to know about Alex Lafreniere, I got you. You got, you got me covered there. You. Yeah, yeah. No, but we, but we get an all-time classic rivalry that begins tonight, Philadelphia and Boston. And that Phoenix-Denver series, uh, Game 2, is also tonight. And you've got a Game 7. And you got a Game 7. In Jersey. Is, that's right. It'll be fun to watch tonight. Yeah, see, you're not. You're not devoid of your sports thirst like being quenched. You have an opportunity here. By the way, the two best records in baseball play each other starting tomorrow, the Pirates and the Rays. Oh, there so, you go. There it is. The two best records in baseball collide. Where is that series? It's in Tampa. Ooh. I would have liked to have gone down, didn't make plans to do so, because I'm going to admit to something. I did not project the Pirates to have the best record in the National League at the time that they would be yeah. facing the Rays, who has the best record in the American League. Saw a number today could have it off by one or two on either category but you have i think it's 41 stolen bases and 34 oh, home runs we will run yeah mm-hmm. oh it's the absurd. pirates are, the pirates are fun team to watch play right now it's really kind of weird a bunch of guys that were average players have become good players all of a sudden and the good and and there's been the uh, fountain of youth potion that uh, mccutcheon's drinking because he looks like the guy that was with us in 2012 when you're happy where you're going to work every day it yeah. changes things doesn't it Florida State did announce over the weekend they had signed a third player from the transfer portal, Primo Spears. And I think that it should be a law that he is a difference maker for Florida State because his name is Primo. You have to be great. And Spears, while you're at it. Correct. You are required to come in here and save this program. All I could think of is analyze this. Sit down, Primo. (laughs) Sit down, Primo. Primo Spears, who comes in from Georgetown, chose the Knowles over Kansas. Okay. 
Spears started all 32 games this past year for Georgetown, averaged a team-high 16 points per game, shot just over 40%, nearly 41% from the field, uh, 79, almost a, uh, almost an 80% free throw shooter, uh, five and a half assist, assists per game, played 37 minutes a night. Team sucked. Team was terrible. But he did his part. His teammates shot woeful from the field, so his assist numbers could have even been better. So I, we'll see. Um, we don't know if it's a guarantee that Primo Spears will be eligible. We got to wait on that. Oh, God. Here we go. Well, it's his third team in three seasons. He spent his first year at Duquesne, then went to Georgetown, and is now here. It's kind of like what we're doing with Daryl Jackson. Mm-hmm. you know. Um, and they'll find a way to say that Baba Miller can't play the first half of the season again, so get ready for that. Uh, so we, we have to wait and see what, what's going to happen. Um, now, he could always fall back on the my coach got his ass fired waiver request. Patrick Ewing did get fired because of the aforementioned uh, 7-25 and 25 campaign for Georgetown. Young man, why are you trying to go to another destination? My name is Primo Spears. Granted. Yeah. Granted. Okay. Primo. Go so we'll find out what happens with him. Um, the NCAA has not always been kind and ruled in our favor um, in the way that we would have liked on these things. But uh, that's, what, three guys now? So they're efforting. They are efforting. I worry. Three guys. RIP, some of the best pizza in Tallahassee. There, there's your random thought on a Monday. I, I forget, where, when were they here? Oh, uh, throughout my era. They predated me, but it was on Tennessee right down the road from AJ's. So my problem was that I had already exited that side of town mm-hmm. many moons ago. And so I never I never had their pizza. Three guys was legit. I also had $5 buckets of uh, Coronas. $5? $5 buckets at 12 to 4, 12 to 5? Yes, sir. The rest of the draft played out, and we say congratulations to Jamie Robinson who didn't go to the fifth round. That's not a complete surprise. He was projected anywhere between the third and the fifth. Uh, and he went in the fifth, and he was unhappy about it and uh, made mention of it. Good for him. And I saw a, a succinct way that one NFL draft analyst had put it. And it might have been a scout. I, I don't know. But it said that his film suggests he's a top 100 player. It's the measurables that held him back. Well, so he ran a slow time, period. It's the classic case of, Film yeah. versus combine, and hopefully he proves that film is correct, that film wins out. It's the hard question that scouts and coaches ask themselves all the time. We do it, too, as fans. Okay, I'm watching this guy play football. He plays football very well. This is a game. He is playing in the game. of it yeah, Against a team I've heard of. Yeah, He's making plays in this game that are of vital importance to that team's success. He is a player in the Power Five doing these things. Now we get to the combine. He runs a four-five-nine. Ooh, four-five-nine undersized. This is a problem. What do we do with these measurables which scream, don't draft him? With this video footage that suggests he's a really good football player. Well, what they did was draft him in the fifth round, and that's the the hardest part, man. It really is. And I get both sides. When you're in love with the player, you'll say, yeah, but did you watch him play? If you don't want the player and you think another position is needed and you're in that same argument with your friend, you're like, 
four five nine. He's five ten one ninety. Good luck with that. That's that's what ends up happening. And we've got enough evidence on both sides where guys that really played at a high level in college and then didn't measure up at the combine went on to play at a really high level in the NFL. Then there have been the guys that played at a really high level in college and then didn't measure up at the combine and they were basically out of the league in two years and never really impacted the team save for special teams. So you have plenty of evidence and I don't know, you know, that that's a great question for a scout. What do you do in that situation? There's got to be an overriding philosophy from the organization. I'm sure it's passed on, but you would have to ask yourself, what do you do when the tape says he can really play and the measurables say he can't? Draft him in the fifth, and that's a really <laughs> it's a really high upside pick. Yeah, you know because it's not. I'm not taking a risk on measurables and no film. I'm I'm taking a risk on a guy I I think could play the game, but I just don't know if he could get there in time in order to make the play. I think I'd rather take a chance at the NFL level. I'd rather take a chance on the film than the measurables because if you have slow measurables yet your film says you're productive the nfl is a league of tryhards everybody's athletic <laughs> everybody's gifted but it's about your habits jamie robinson works very hard to be in those positions well and he's extremely physical so that that part of being a football player travels like that goes with you from every level if you play football with a high degree of violence, you, you're already in a really good spot. Now I got, I need you to marry. I need to see the evidence when I watch the film if I haven't been familiar with you. Okay, now I know you have the requisite aggression and toughness to you, and you can play with reckless abandon, but I need it to be, to some degree, obviously smart. I need to know, are you a smart football player to go with? Because if you're missing some of the other things... I have to see that you're making up for it with these other things. And I think Jamie was that, man, because he's so good around the line of scrimmage. That's the biggest thing. Like, you're not bringing him in because you want him making big plays down the field in coverage. You're bringing him in because you think he can really help in certain down and distance situations, and he'll come up and make a tackle in space. Most likely first and second down. Yeah. 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 That's, that's, that's who that guy is. Chef Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness, two Tallahassee locations, Midtown on Thomasville Road, and Northside in the Village Common Shopping Center. Online at orangetheoryfitness.com. You see one of the cooler stories of the weekend. Um, we joked about it last week as the draft got started and made mention that, I don't know, the over-under on the amount of times if you were locked into the draft that you would see a story play out that uh, caused the tears to well up a little bit was like four and a half. And I said, like, damn it. Uh, At least you're saying when assessing a number and yes, an amount, yes. not as a verbal filler to get from point to point. So the point was that we thought, 
you know, four and a half for, and I, and I made a joke at my own expense, which is that, you know, I'm older and, and a parent that ups the total usually of the amount of times that you might tear up. Cause you know, that's somebody's son. Well, there was a good one over the weekend and it was, um, the Dallas Cowboys and Chris Vaughn calling Deuce Vaughn, his son, uh, and letting him know that they were drafting him. Um, and that, I don't know if you saw the, the video footage of that, but that was really cool because he, he tried to navigate that without getting choked up and being smooth about it. Oh, my, my cell phone's dead. Da, 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 da. But we'd, uh, how would you like to join me at work? And again, Chris Vaughn is a scout for the Dallas Cowboys. He was in the war room with Jerry Jones and the rest of the gang as they made the call to tell Deuce Vaughn, who had a really good college career, uh, that he was being drafted by the Dallas Cowboys. Um, Kansas State, he was a fun player to watch play. And uh, he goes number 212 overall on Saturday. Cronyism. Nepotism. <laughs> ridiculous. Reminds me of a certain baseball program in our backyard. Look here, man. Do you want to come to work with me next week? Said Vaughn, his voice cracking. His son in the uh, on the other end of the line. I wouldn't mind that at all. Pretty cool. So you root for it. In 30 years in this league, Mike McCarthy said, I've never seen anything like that. That was a really special moment. I will say this. When Jerry Jones got on the horn, and of course they videoed that, and he said a lot of nice things and talked about you know, what it meant for him to be drafted in and you've earned it. We're not doing this just because and all that other stuff. I also thought Jerry is getting very, very close to wispy. We are almost there. We are almost on the same plane. Jerry will be exiting the planet in the not too distant future. Jerry is, I'm going to give you, he could afford one of those SpaceX flights. What would you give Jerry? Oh God. I mean, Al Davis when Al Davis reached this point with the Raiders, we'd see Wispy walk in, those seven strands of hair flapping about. At least he had some flair to him. A, he still wore the gold-rimmed glasses despite not being young. He was still trying to pimp. And he would oftentimes kind of disguise the Wispy with a little bit of a flair for the dramatic with a hat that was kind of hipstery. I must have missed the era in which those glasses were cool. They, they were never cool. They always looked to me like an old grandmother fan of the Green Bay Packers would wear those glasses. Then that would be cool. If an old yes. grandmother was yes. wearing those glasses, you'd go, very well done. Yes. Yeah. Way to go, Marge. Yeah. Marge is killing it. The sun blinding on a Sunday afternoon at Lambeau. you got to, the way it reflects off the ice. Oh, my. It's so bright out here. <laughs> So that oh dear yeah that would make sense, but yeah with Jerry it's just it's every time I don't know why I'm taken aback every time I see him. I just saw him a few months ago at the end of the season or whenever you know I mean I now you look at him and you go oh Jerry the darkness is upon you it is right around the corner it's waving at you it's. Michael Myers at the end of the block when they turn around and see him looking over the hedges. That's the original. That's the original. Like they just see him in the mask and then he's back. Yep. What was that? Then in the laundry with the sheets out in oh, the backyard. Oh, woo! Gives me the willies. By the way, go harken back. When those kids on Halloween, it's still broad daylight, 
early in that movie, right? Still broad daylight. When they're walking to their house from school and they're about to turn into the little gated area there and yeah. they turn around and see him. Yeah. Because he's huge. And he's standing <laughs> behind that shrubbery. Yeah. That thing, and he's standing there and they just see him and then he ducks back. No, man. I, uh-uh. <laughs> yeah, I know. No chance. Uh, and also, the organ hits hard at that moment, which is what drives it home. That yeah. Mo- that movie's nothing without the organ. It's really good. That movie's really well done. Everything yeah, about the it. piano. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. Every time I see it, though, I go, oh, no, no. No, I'm not. A, I'm not trick-or-treating. I'm, I'm the hell out of there. There's no chance. So let me ask you this about getting old as it pertains to your own property. Mm. How long have you owned your house? Uh, I've owned our house for six, uh, almost 17 years. Okay. When did you start noticing when cars are pulling around your street and block and, and just they're lingering too long? When did you notice that? Because last night there was a black <laughs> Honda Civic in front of my house. Literally, you know you know how it's situated yeah, 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 in yeah, the yeah. block. Well, it would be weird for somebody to be lingering around where your house is. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's a very weird. On the upslope, right square in the middle of my property line. For multiple minutes, just stopped and idling, and then it inches towards the other parts of the cul-de-sac for less period of time, but probably 15 seconds per home. I thought maybe delivery driver. It was not. It was just a car lingering around there. I, I'm all at once taking notes on that because that doesn't look right. We're, we're a dead end of a block. Ryan just wrote Tom Grant Torino Lang. <laughs> I was not sitting on the porch. I was not sitting <laughs> on the porch. Muttering at the make and the no. model. But I was, but I was, I drive an Altima. It's not like I'm some hoity-toity guy. But I did note it, and then I did laugh at myself saying, this is exactly what old people do. They stare out their window saying, why is that car there? Why are they out there so long? I don't really, I haven't had too much of that. I It did, once you, I will tell you this, once you have kids, it doesn't take very long at all for you to be like, that guy needs to slow down. Although I'm not the person, you remember I told the story of the woman that would always think I was driving too fast, even though I wasn't. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. And I finally stopped and said something to her, and it frightened her. I got so mad. Sure would. Well, you, I don't, would, you don't have a soft voice. Well, I'd come around the corner. I'm going 20 in a 25. I know I'm near my neighborhood. It's right there. I'm just going easy. And she would always give me the slow down signal. Like I was Mario Andretti coming around the corner. It infuriated me. And so for weeks. I, I believe that's what Mario did to Norvell <laughs> last year in, in the third quarter. Please, no more. Yeah, she would. I'd, she was always walking her stupid poodle, and I would come around the corner. Hey, the dog's not, you know. Poodles suck. But I'd come around the corner, and she's sitting there going, I'm not going to harm the poodle. Of course, I love dogs. I'm just saying, that's a sorry dog. But so she's. She's it's an unlucky dog. She's giving me the slow down every time. This is re- the most ridiculous thing ever. I finally I was like, next time it happens, that's it. I'm stopping the car. So it frightened her. And I, in, in retrospect, I realized why it would. I came around the corner. She gave me the slow down, panicked, like, oh, my God, he's going 20. And I just, after I passed her. So then if you think about it, she was a little older. And so then that car just stops and then back, you know, she sees the taillights light up and back up. I'm sure that. She's hearing the organ from Halloween. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure it concerned her a little bit. But I, 
I said, ma'am, ma'am. I rolled down the window and she looked at me and I go, how fast do you think I was going just now? And I said it kind of like that. I'm sure you did. <laughs> this is why she would be frightened, dude. And she, she was too fast. Too fast is not a speed. I was going 20. And then there was just this staring look like, I hope he's going to leave soon. Expression on her face. She never did it again. Never did it again. Remedied. I'm very observant of the speed limits in neighborhoods. Yeah. Precisely because yeah. I am a parent. Yep. Agreed. That's uh, like driving to a golf tournament we were in years ago in Southwood. I'll name it. I'll yeah. name names. That's right. There's the one block you got to yes. turn down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the guy gets that. in front of my car like super dad. Yeah. I and asked speeding. where you're going. He asked where I'm going. Yeah, that's my favorite part. I said, where are you going? Well, that's my favorite part of the elitism that took where place Where am I there. going? Yeah, where am I going? Because I got a beater of an Elantra. You, you did. That's yeah, my, my college car. What yeah. the hell you want from me, pal? That I'm going was, to play golf. That was good. Where are you going? What are you doing? Where are you going? I, I'm getting out of the car. What's your that's favorite movie? Hey, what are you having for breakfast? <laughs> Is you have, you have extra? You got you got more? <laughs> that HOA. That place. Oh, uh, it was It was awesome. I remember when you told me that. I thought, so here, you fascist. That's, you want to see my papers? That's one of my favorite moments because it takes a lot to perturb you. You're usually pretty. That affected me for about three holes yeah. on the golf. I was pissed off through about the fourth tee. Yeah. What the hell are you? What kind of question is that? <laughs> Where are you going? You get to the age rights, Ryan. You start looking to make sure people walking their dogs have waste bags. <laughs> uh I will say when I look out my window and I see somebody walking down the street with a dog, I do watch to make sure they keep it moving. Because I've been the victim of walking to my mailbox and stepping in and thinking, oh, yeah. really? Yeah. That's how we're rolling out here, huh? Yep. Not what we do. Not what we do. You got to be courteous. Pull your dog over. What are we doing? Or have a bag, as Ryan points out. But I've never come out of my house. Wasn't your son in a PSA for that? He was. He was. That's right. He was very, very little at the time. But, yeah, he was in a, he was a PSA for that. I think that still runs every once in a while. I don't know how in the world we took this right turn, but we did. I went from talking about Deuce Vaughn getting drafted in the sixth round by the Dallas Cowboys and what a tender moment it was that his dad called to old people. Oh, and, yes, partly Jerry my Jones. Fault. Jerry Jones looking like death warmed over. Listen to you. If you're in that Honda Civic and you were casing my neighborhood, no, sir. Keep no, it moving. No, ma'am. No, sir. Keep it moving. It's not a morbid fascination, Briley. I'm just alerting everybody that soon that headline, when you get up over your cup of coffee, just be ready. Like, oh, look at that. Jerry Jones died. Oh, Jeff was just talking about this. It makes it easier on everybody. Just ease on into it. I'm here. I'm here. I'm, I've got you. We can see it coming. There are telltale signs, and his is... That sort of, well, he's had multiple facelifts. So now, gravity always wins, as Radiohead correctly pointed out. You have the situation where the surgery is fading. The gravity is too much. And there's an exhausted look on the face of Jerry Jones at all time. It's the desperation for the Cowboys to win one more title before he dies, combined with the knowledge that the time that he's going to die is hours from now. It's really close. we got to find a way to get that title, Jerry. Hour number two, fourth coming. It's Jeff Cameron, show 93.3 Real Talk Radio. Watch your TV.